So we we were discussing last time the unique expression that Nachum Ish Gam Zu used to say, which is Gam Zu Lutova. And the strange thing about it was that Zu is not the right word to use. It should say Ze. What's the difference linguistically? Um, Zu is um, Aramaic. It's also I think I think it's masculine Aramaic, okay. but uh, the, the entire expression is in, is in Hebrew. Okay, so it's the mismatch between the two languages. Yes. Yeah. So, and we said last time. Yeah, sorry. No, did we did we address last week about like on the Sadel we say zoo also in where the the Sadel say tonight. Manishtana halayla ze. No, I matza zoo. Oh. Did we, did we talk about so, let's say that we, we do a lot of Aramaic expressions. The, the stand meaning, you have to remember, the colloquial language was Aramaic. Oh, no, I was just wondering. Yeah. Matzah is super significant. So, mm-hmm. I'm saying... I, uh, <clears throat> is there something, is there some yeah, sort of I'm a connection saying, to that? Is there a connection? Good question. What, what, we did not discuss it last time. You, you raised that question last time? No, I, just, oh. I thought we did. No, uh-huh. I... No, I hear. If you're pointing uh, to matzah, that's the, the good news is that there are one of the most commented forum in all of the in the entire Jewish library is the Agada. So, uh, yeah. if we looked around over there on that, uh, I that thought day. you were like, oh, we should write one. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's probably been spoken about. Okay, so so why are we using the language? Why did Nachum Ish Gam Zu use language of Zu? So, so we said the zoo is a numerical value 13, Zion is 7, Vav is 6, that's 13, and that speaks to the characteristic of the oneness of Hashem, uh, the 13 is numerical value, Echad, Aleph is 1, Ches is 8, Dal is 4, 13, um, and that this is the speaks to the Yud Gimomidos Harachamim, the thirteen attributes of divine mercy, from where everything can be good. We're gonna take this. Marazne shows a whole new, deeper appreciation for this, which is that on the other hand, thirteen also speaks to all the bad things that there are. And it, it, actually, it's a very apropos to speak about that now, because we're in Parshas Chukas, and we're in Chodesh Tammuz, right? And Chukas is dealing with the midst of Paraduma. Paraduma is one of these things that appears to be an absolute enigma. How can it be that... The thing that makes other people tahar is itself the person that's doing it, is, it becomes tummy. Yeah? And 
the Farshim explained it really paraduma. The, the reason why it's a chok. Farshim's chukas is called because it's, it's, this is the chok of the paraduma. The reason why it's called a chok is it's a super rational commandment. And the reason why specifically the paraduma, there are other chukim. The paraduma is the quintessential chok. That's the one where Shlomo Melech understood he cannot understand. Right? And that's the one that deals with how can there be evil in the world? How can there be death in the world? Right? That's where it's going to end. If you follow that line of reasoning to its highest place, it ends very, very high up by Hashem. We'll talk about it a little bit to whatever we can extend and not anymore after that. But, so, the... Um, it's very appropriate to discuss. Chazal teaches that number 13 appears elsewhere in there are 13 vovs, 13 letter vov, which connects one action to another, obviously, 13 actions that, are, that the Torah points out in the Parsha of Noah getting drunk on wine. And why is it specifically there? What is this 13 vovs in, in, Parsha, in the Parsha of getting drunk on wine? Is because the, the Gemara says that wine brings all sorts of um, woes to the world. Man drinking, getting drunk, brings every sort of woe, every sort of um, voy. Is the Hebrew? You know, you've heard oy vavoy. Voy, voy is a word. Right. So voy, which is uh, two vavs and a yud. Right. So it's like a vav. Vav speaks to this voy. Which is a uh, crying out, and there's 13 different types of crying out. So from this, because I understand that there are 13 types of bad that can be. Now, that's true, right? Good. Yeah, wine has that flipping ability that it can be also for good very well. Right. That works very nicely with what the moral is about to say. So he says that this this when you get up to the thirteen, right, where all becomes one. So high up where Ra and Tov are connected. Where even the Ra is the Tov. That's what you're talking about. The oneness of Hashem is where everything comes back and is united to the oneness of Hashem. And why is that important for us here in Bitochon? Because when a person can connect to that oneness of Hashem, like we've said already a number of times, then anything that is currently Ra can just as well be told. Means, like we said before, right? Why does this thing have to be right? I don't know. There's a decree, it needs to happen this way in order to, you know, that whatever person you have this challenge, uh, right? There's a certain judgment, all whatever answers that, that you know that we've 
been learning in the second chalik of Derech Hashem for a long time now, right? But if you can connect to up there, all the way up to the Bechina of Echad, of 13, the Bechina of Zu, then Hashem can accomplish all of those same goals, but with a tov. All of that Ra can be flipped to tov, just like the Paraduma is itself a symbol of death. It is the mother, like Rashi brings, that the Paraduma is the mother of the golden calf. Right? The source of all sin. And it's killed and burnt, death and death. And yet from it, sprinkling can come, Tahara can come, can remove death. So the question is not on the fact that it makes someone tame. It's on how can it make someone Tahara? In both directions. The point is up there, right, these two complete opposites up there meet up that they're in root, they're, they're one. It's all from Hashem, it's all one. And therefore, Hashem who is one can take something that looks ra and make it tov. That's why Nahum Ish Gamzu, when he had all of the jewels and all the pearls stolen from him and replaced with a bunch of dirt could say Gam Zu Lutova because by saying Zu he was connecting to that source all the way up there where seemingly a tragedy can turn out for absolute best can be Tov right? and, and that's what happened right? now again we said last time it's a very, very high place to touch. Very, very high place to reach. Talking about connecting to the concept of the unity of Hashem, where for Him, He can accomplish everything in any way He wants through Ra or through Tov. And everything, you know, that dirt can be just as precious as diamonds up there. And that's what happened with Nachum Gamza. The dirt was just as precious as diamonds. Right, but that's a uh, it's a high bar. So that's the vov. That's why vov has this unique property. First, first of all, vov. How do you write out vov? Vov is vov aleph vov. That's a standard. If you like aleph is aleph lamed pei, right? So vov is vov aleph vov. That's thirteen. And vov is the has the unique. Um, grammatical feature called the Vov right? Where a Vov can flip around the tenses from past to, pre- to, to future, or from future to past, right? So Vov is the thing that can be mahaf of something, can flip. Right? Vov is thirteen. Vov is connecting to all the way up there, where whatever is ra can be made tall. Okay. Um, the, perhaps there's another remez in there same is based on the Magid Sadek the Duvna uh, Magid um, the word so, the, so the, the letter Vav faces in a particular direction right it faces one way and the other side gets the back it's not facing there and that is it can be good or it can be bad 
Zayin is the same thing, but you add that same face. So again, a vav is a stick <coughs> with a face facing one way. Yeah? Take that same face and you add it to the back as well. That becomes a zayin. That's a zayin. Which means uh, zayin is <coughs> obviously when, when Hashem is facing us. That's blessing. That's goodness. That's you know what's called ponim sochokos, smiling face. Right? Hashem is facing away from us. That's the source of Hester ponim. Sorrows, Yisurim, Ra, all those things come from there. Right? So the Zion, which is the finished thought, so, the, so when we say Zu, so the way that is, is the Zion is when you take the, when you can convert your Vav to a Zion, means no matter which way you face, everything is good. In all directions, it's good. Okay. Go ahead. Um, no, just about uh, Hester Panim. Um, I find out funny when funny, whatever, not funny, but when people say Esther Panim, because I feel like in moments of Esther Panim, there is no other time where Hashem is more revealed. Like when COVID happened, right? Feels like Esther Panim because there's a virus running around the world, right? But. It was just so clear that, like, Hashem was getting involved in the world, like, on a huge scale. That was, like, so revealed. Well, let's just take an extreme to where we are today versus Hashem, the Karov, uh, Moshiach is going to come, Kalos is going to be gathered back in Eretz Yisrael, rebuild the base of Migdish, and bring Karbonus. That's a state of, of Horus Pot, is the nations of the world are bringing us gifts, Supporting us in our Volus Hashem, we've got a base Amigdish, right? We're, we're davening, we're serving Hashem. We feel like every tefillah that we say is, is answered. There's a right, as opposed to today, where we're goalless and we're downtrodden and we're insulted and we're lost and confused. And it's challenging now. Obviously, from the darkness, you can appreciate much more the light. Um, apparently they say that Rav Yitzhak Zilber trained himself to be able to read almost in pitch black darkness because he had to read the, so the, you know, when he was learning he had to do it in a way that the KGB wouldn't know it so, so in the dark so you, you managed to pick up that tiny little bit of light and, it's, and you could use it to read yeah, but uh, it's still not the same as when the lights are on. So, okay, so we'll talk, if you want, we can talk about it more. But, uh, if it's going to take us too far, then it's totally fine. So I was trying to think of an example of like, so Bitafon, you could turn the Ra into good. Um, Hashem can. Hashem can, Hashem can, but like, through your perspective, you'll hopefully be like, so right? In terms of Yishkamzu, yeah. people stole from him, from Zulatova, but like, there are, I mean, there seem to be instances in Tanakh with the Avos where that does. Yaakov Avinu's response to Lavan flipping his wife wasn't like 
Gamzul Tova. This was his response to Simlea when, like, when Lavan was like switching out, like his uh, was like ripping him off, changing his wages, taking all of his stuff. He wasn't like Gamzul Tova. He got upset. Like, I mean, he eventually got upset about this. Like, how do we reconcile those two things? Like, if you, well, you have to remember something. It doesn't. Uh, the fact that Hashem can manage to flip something to be good in no way makes it okay for that person to be treating you the way that they are. Right? In the case of Nachumish Gamzu, those people that stole the jewels from them um, eventually were you know, executed by the, by, the, by the Roman Emperor, right? So when Yaakov Avinu is upset with Lovan for what he keeps doing to him, that's, he's upset with Lovan. Um, I don't know, I don't remember the Yaakov ever getting distraught or you know, feeling like, okay, that's it, I'm never going to be able to make money over here, right? Is Hashem in the end, every time the love and change wages on him, but what happened in the end? Yaakov Inu became a multimillionaire, right? He got, he got all of his flocks. So, obviously, Hashem did do exactly, exactly that. Uh, I would venture to say that seemingly Yaakovinu the whole time was Botech and Hashem he's saying this is from Hashem and uh, we don't know I, I don't know one way or another I don't know Sukim don't talk about it but like do you talk about when again when Leo was switched his reaction was not right Leo and again no one is saying that a person's reaction should be great because again the reaction was Leo why did you do this love him why did you do this right but um, in the end seemingly turned out it, it turned out well right um, so so the, the question is when Yaakov Avinu this is, we're not told what was his relationship to Hashem. You know, how, how did he accept those those instances and have trust in Hashem that it'll turn out well? I don't see in either one of those two instances. A hint to that. I don't see one way or another in in both of those stories um, whether Yaakovinu had Bitachon or didn't. But that, that can tell us something interesting then that your response to an event doesn't necessarily negate the Bitachin you have. What do you mean? You're saying you would think, and you can also like dovetail of what Afir said about the others, like when Avramabinu asked a question, sort of like, how would I know, or whatever. Um, and so that, like, what I'm trying to say is your response to an event, if you're looking at Yaakov, you know, it's kind of suggesting that even if you get heated or if you respond in a certain way, I don't know why, but you, I had a habit I mean, that you feeling a certain way or responding a certain way demonstrates your level of Sure. But I feel like what you're saying from Yaakov is that even though he responded that way, we, we don't know nothing about him. His response was in relation to love him. Love him, what you're doing is deceitful. It's not okay. You're acting like an animal. Do I think that, that I'm going to get hurt from this or can Hashem switch it around for me to be good? 
yeah, it doesn't excuse what you're doing, right? But we see that, you know, Rebbe, he heard the screaming, right? And his immediate response was, I, I know that that's not from my house. So yeah, that's it's definitely in the Maral spoke out. It is, it is a sign. Someone who's bodeh and Hashem will not be afraid of Basora. Someone who doesn't get a Basora is bodeh and Hashem. But so if a person, you know, hears screaming and his heart drops into his heels, that means he that means he has to work on his bitachon. I'm confused. It sounds like they're two different things. I thought we said before that it was that you wouldn't get bad news, but now it sounds even if you do get something bad that happens, to it won't. You, it won't end. It won't end up being bad. It's not. Gonna, it, it's means it, can, it can actively switch it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like in the case that we brought of Hillel, it turns out nothing bad actually even happened to him. Well, because they screaming from the house seemingly is. Maybe somebody died, or you know, someone fell, or something like that, right? So yeah. there, there's no way to like switch it around. Like he fell, but in the end, like it turned out really well because yeah, yeah. seems like it's a different. Like that would just be bad. That yeah. I mean, if it was whose house it was from, somebody died. Yeah. Like you say, someone died in someone's house. Someone died. Yeah, there's a woman wailing in someone's house. I'm sure that's not that's not my house. Because that was not uh, seemingly that was not reversible. And now we're saying that it can do even more. It can even change things that are objectively bad. That well, happens. but things that could be changed. You know, somebody passing away—that's the end of it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, now I want to actually read this one little paragraph. I want to read it inside, just because it's so powerful. And I want you guys to hear the language of the Maral. And then we have one more Maimar Kazal to do. We'll see if... There's a principle that Kazal says. It's called Machshava Moelos. That if a person plans and says, I'm going to finish this parak, you know, today, then uh, it is very likely it's not going to happen. Right? And one person at this table who's been planning to finish something for a long time, but just something keeps on happening. Right, so I'm not saying we're going to finish today, but here we go. We can aim for that. Okay. Okay. So the by me, it's a new paragraph. Um, comma. Anybody wants to look inside? Page Rachel Amadalid. Comma. You want to look inside? Okay. Kama God will meet us How great is the characteristic of Bitochan? Bolchim Boyis Borach So this is important. What is Bitochan? It's when a person trusts in Hashem with all his heart. This is where many people try to cut this little corner, right? And that's that is just fooling yourself. It has to be absolute trust. Ad shekola dvorim nasim lo lutova, so much so that everything, every single thing that is done to him is going to be for good. Kemo shaya eitzel Rabbi Akiva, like with Rabbi Akiva, seeming that everything is going wrong, but really Hashem was doing all good for him. And by the way, we pointed out two different types of bitachon. One is in a, a general bitachon, which makes sure that nothing bad is going to happen to you. Another one is a specific bitachon in an action that you're taking that will ensure that this action will be successful. 
Remember that? So with Rabbi Akiva, it was like with Hillel, it was the general bitachon, a default level bitachon, which made sure that everything is already happening was for good. That's an example of a active bitachon of when I'm doing a certain shtadlus towards something, I'm boteach and Hashem, and Hashem makes that to be successful. So, those are the two. Loving with all your heart. This is loving with all your heart. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of trusting in Hashem with all your heart. It's like the type of thing that you know you would. Did you ever go bungee jumping? So I went. Uh, so, so, so I went. Um, yeah, when I, when I was much younger, and you know, from down on the ground, it doesn't look so high um, as you're like going up. So I, I started getting so scared. I was like, "What in the world?" Was I thinking this is the craziest thing? <laughs> like, I was mean, feeling really, really scary. But I mean, you're all harnessed up. Like, you know, nothing's gonna happen, right? But it's so high up, <laughs> so scary. Um, in the end, I did jump, and then, like, as soon as you jump, you just like, oh, this is so awesome. Like, it's fine. I I got a harness behind me. It's great, <laughs> right? So, you need to be in that one. <laughs> Invest your mind. Right, just like, I'm flying at like, who knows what kind of a speed towards the ground, and I know I'm not hitting that ground. So you're saying yes, 100%. I'm saying, yeah, again, you're flying at, let's say, I don't know, what's the speed, let's say... I wonder how fast people fly. What? Well, that's the acceleration. So it depends on how high you. Oh, that's the acceleration. That's gra- gravity is, is is a force of acceleration, not a force of, of velocity. Science is definitely not. So yeah. So uh, anyway, you're going at a speed that if there's no hardness, you're going to be a pancake. Yeah. Right. And you're flying towards the ground, and you're not scared. You're perfectly happy. You're flying at a speed where you're going to be a pancake, and you're perfectly, tr- you know, betokened that everything's perfectly fine. Okay. I just want to make sure reading a black and white that are gradations of betokened that a person has in terms of Hashem's interaction with it, it, We're talking about where everything is going to turn out for good. Okay. We're talking about this this level of where everything will be good, right? Now, you know, certainly in, you know, in all of life, uh, there's uh, certain levels that can be reached, right? But uh, if a person reaches this level, like Rabbi Akiva, like Nagumi Gamzu, then everything is going to be good. Ki mifnei shehu haya boteach bo yisborach. Since he was trusting Hashem, shiatzel Hashem yisborach also. Ki hakol yochel, because Hashem is all powerful. This is the point that we've said before. Hashem doesn't have to have, doesn't need for it to happen through me getting the hit like this. He can have the same exact result, whatever result he's looking for. Can have that happen through it turning out good. Trust in Hashem until forever, which we said before, means that Hashem is going to 
be mashpia from from a state of Olam Abba down into Olam Azeh, right? From a place where he's all good into this place here where there's bad. Kloimar Sha'af Sheroyin Vichoshvin Kikvar of the Tikvasan. That means to say that no matter what situation, even if it appears to a person, and a person other people are thinking that this person's hope is lost. Al Yish no matter what, do not give up. Raki you bo Rather, even in that situation you should trust Hashem. So here we're showing how powerful Bitakun is. Not to say that this is the only level of Bitakun that ever works. We're saying Bitakun is so strong that even in the most extreme situation, if a person trusts Hashem with all of his heart, nothing bad will happen to him. Walking into the, it, 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 it's actually he, he's actually gonna connect it to the to the Now again, we said before, for example, Derechateva, right? That's that's uh, that's not being sent from Hashem. That's different. We pointed out before that there could be exceptions of Yisurim, where the where the person, you know, wants or needs these Yisurim in order to be cleansed, like Nachumish Gamzu himself, where terrible Yisurim over. Uh, I told you guys the story. Okay. Oh, so one day I tell you. Huh? Nobody else remembers this. It was, late, it was last week. We talked about that. It was like a quadruple amputee yes. with boils, and his skin was coming off, and everything was. No, 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 I don't have that, that part. He, no one, he, no one he, he, okay. I left the meeting. So, <laughs> 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 when Gamzu um, was traveling with donkeys laden with food, tons of food, and a poor person. Um, came out in front of him and said, Rebbe, please feed me. Okay, a Jewish poor person. And he said, okay, let me just... And he's pulling into the garage, right? He's like, okay, let me unload the donkeys and I'll give you to eat. While he was unloading the donkeys, the person died. So Nachumish Gamzu fell upon him and said, let my eyes that saw you, you know, hungry and didn't have mercy on you, let me be blinded, and my arms that didn't give you food be taken away, and my legs that didn't want to do it, etc., and yeah, that, and that happened to him. But the point is that, that's, that that was good, when the Talmudim said to him, Rabbi, how can... How can you be like this? He said, you know, that it's good that I'm like this. This is, this is uh, how I'm getting uh, atonement for, for what happened. By the way, unbelievable story. Rebarish told me, also that's what you heard, you probably heard the side of the conversation. Rebarish told me that his great-grandfather, or great-great-grandfather, who was like a close chassid uh, uh, of, the, of the first Bob of Rebbe. So he, he was like decently well-to-do, and he, so Rebbe came into his house, he said, how come there's no soup on the, on the stove? So he said, why should there be a soup on the stove? 
So he said, what if somebody comes in and, and, and you need to do not for him, there's no soup. So he always had a pot of soup on, on the stove. And he fed a lot of people. So he said, one time, a poor person came to him and said to him, I haven't eaten for three days. Please give me food. I'm sure, no problem. Down the corridor, pot of soup over there, bowls, everything. No, 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 I, I can't. Eat. So he went, he got the soup, he brought it to him. So left. The next day, also he would feed non-Jews as well. I was dark and shallow. Next day, a non-Jew came up to him. I'm starving. Please see me. Said, sure. Down the hall. Soup. Walking down the hall, he dropped dead from hunger in his house. So he said that. Said Hashem showed me that. This is what could have happened yesterday with the Jew, but you know, Baruch Hashem, that Hashem had mercy on me that I didn't have didn't have what happened with Nachumish Gamzu. So yeah, every year he made a Sudus Hodon that day. Hashem saved him from having Jewish blood on his hands for having sent him down the hall. On the day that the Jew came, not on the day the guy died, right? but on the right. day the Jew came, the day before. He wasn't right. celebrating Correct. the day the No, no, he was not celebrating okay. the fact that the non-Jew died. He was celebrating the fact that, that the Jew did not die. Yeah. 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 So anyway, so the point is, Gamzu, who, who was negligent in that situation, so for him, the Yisurim were good. Um, again, there could be other exceptions, such as a um, you know a plague or something, where you know uh, uh, Rashi brings that in a time of uh, massive plague or war or whatever it is, Tzadikim died together with Rishoyim. So those outliers are not included. So that no matter what, how bad the situation looks, if you protect Hashem with all of your heart, then it's not beyond Hashem. He's a kol yachol. He can get whatever he's looking to get done. He can get it done the good way. Yachol yoshiosam. The kasher, some bitchono bow, when a person puts his trust in Hashem, oz al Hashem lehat siloso. Then it's upon Hashem to save him. Meaning, right now it's my it's my battle. It's my it's my I, I I'm involved in the world. I'm looking to do this. I have a mitzvah of Ishtadlus. Good. What happens when I say Hashem? I can't. It's totally on you. It's totally, and I trust you. I know you can do it, and I can connect, and I connect to that. So then it becomes. You, you, what you're doing is you're making Hashem's business, okay, and that's ex- and, and and that leads us to the next to the next Maimar uh, Kazal about making Hashem's business, which is how it gets done, right? Is by be- is by being Hashem's business. So this Gemara, fascinating Gemara, people have a very visceral reaction to the Gemara. Gemara in the beginning of Gittin, Daf Zayin. Uh, so it says that uh, Marukva sent a letter to Rabbi Elazar that there is a particular person who is making my life absolutely a living hell, um, potentially even endangering his life, um, maybe hurting him. And I have I have some information on him that I could snitch him to the government. 
to the king, which back then that meant the person is not coming back. But it's a Jewish person. Can I do that or not? So, so Rabbi Elazar said to him, no, don't do it. Brought him a verse that said, basically, no, uh, I'm going to be quiet and and uh, even if there's a Shoyim standing opposite me, I'm not going to be a Moser. So then it got much worse and he was literally felt like his life was in danger. So he wrote to him again. What can I do? He said, trust in Hashem, number one. Trust in Hashem. Don't be quiet as a rock. Right? Don't uh, be quiet as a rock. Don't la Hashem. Be quiet to Hashem. And yearn for Him. So be quiet. What do you mean? Be quiet as a rock to Hashem. It means you quiet and over to Hashem. Yeah? And, and, and this person will fall not through your hand. And he said, and make sure to get up extra early in the morning to go learn in the base midrash and to come home extra late. What's, what do people do when they start having big challenges in their lives? Oh, I, you know, I got I gotta direct more shtadlos. I gotta do more things towards that. I have to, you know, I, 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 you know, you know, call my chavrusa, tell him I'm not coming for the next month. Right here, it's exactly the opposite. Specifically, make sure to learn more. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Lazar said, learn more than you usually do. Why? The Marl explains because. If you become a total Eved Hashem, so then it's as if the attack that is being launched, or whoever it is that's looking to do something, or whatever is happening, is coming against Hashem's property. Right? And of course, this is why Bitachan is super hard for a person to trust in Hashem means to turn yourself over to Hashem really right it means to give yourself over to Hashem, to make yourself listen I'm 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a servant of yours I'm an expression uh, yeah, I'm here I'm all, all I want to do is do to do your will right so this this is going to incapacitate me from doing that right so it's upon you Hashem I'm doing your will the master is a servant and the servant is doing the master's will. So it's upon the servant to you know, protect him from an attack. Let's say there's, you know, listum or attack. You want to attack a field, right? Where the workers are working. So the master is going to send out his warriors to fend them off, right? So that the workers can keep on harvesting the wine or whatever it is that they're doing. Right? So to over here that... The, 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 when the, the person makes himself into an absolute Ever Hashem, then, and this is where, where the morale connected to what Adam connected to, to the Kriyas Yamsu, Pazakadur says, Hashem Yilachem Lachem Vatem Tachrishun. Hashem will fight for your behalf and you be quiet. You be mute. Right? Because means there were certain members of Kalashal that were saying we should go fight against them against the Egyptians right Not like, there were some people that were saying we should go back right but others were saying we should go fight 
Hashem will help us. Others said, no, no, we shouldn't fight. We should just scream at them, Midrash says, and Hashem will, you know, the tremendous Hashgach of Hashem will make it such, they just start screaming, we'll scare them away, they're going to run away, just from us screaming. Hashem's response was, no. You be a mute, don't say a word. Don't even scream, don't lift a sword, don't lift a spear, and don't even yell. Why? Because that was a situation that could have only been done by Hashem. That situation, what is Shalash going to do? You got the Egyptians coming at you, 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 you're pinned against the sea, right? You got nowhere to go. There's no Shalash to be done. Right? So, so the only way to win is to have it become a Milchemus Hashem. This, this, is, this is Hashem's fight, it's not my fight. If it's Hashem's fight, he can he can win the fight. How do you make it Hashem's fight? So earlier we said that I put my full trust in Hashem. So then it's so to speak, it's it's in his hands. I turn it over into his hands, I let go. And now we're saying additional piece of advice that Rabbi Lazar said to him, which was make yourself an absolute servant of Hashem. Because an absolute servant of Hashem, it's Hashem's responsibility. It's, Hashem, it's, Hashem, it's his business. It's his fight. That's um, let's, let's let's read that a little bit. Um, Walking out from uh, Germany. That was exactly the strategy. That was that was what he told his son. Like, just really focus on Hashem. There's nothing else. Just walk and be quiet. Yeah. Yep. Um, So, um, okay. So that's that's the. so now, just for maybe a few a few minutes of practical, right? So, so many years ago already, I, so I spoke to Rav Gershenfeld about there is a, there's a big movement out there, people who um, they want to yeah, just, everything's gonna be wonderful. You just just dance and sing, and the worse the thing is happening to you. The more you dance and the more you sing, and everything will turn out wonderful, right? Because of bitachon, right? Meaning, if if you're if you're happy, means you're showing that you're not afraid. Or you're flying, right? The bungee strap behind your back. You're just flying like this towards the ground. Big smile, right? So then, obviously, you trust in Hashem, and, and He'll save you. And again, in the. Uh, in the theoretical, it, it's, it's true. But Rogershal pointed out that you're talking about Nachumish Gamzu. Right? This, is, this was his name. Right? He was known for this. Um, you guys, some of you were asking about the Avosak notion. Right? Each. The Avos were the roots of all cultural. They were they encompassed everything, right? Um, but not necessarily did they excel in every particular thing as much as 
anyone ever else did. For example, Moshe Rabbeinu was a greater prophet than Avraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. Right? Shlomo was a greater Chacham. Shlomo was Chacham Yikol Adam. Right? Rabbi Akiva's Torah was beyond Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? Without getting into what that means. There's different... There's, there's some Gemoras that talk about people excelling the Avos HaKadoshim in certain things. Right? The famous Gemoras in Gitten about... Hannah, the woman that gave up seven of her sons so that they shouldn't you know, worship an idol, right? And she said to the last one, she said Kotel Avram Avinu that he was willing to give up one son and I gave up all of my sons. Another story with with uh, an engaged couple, a young man, a young woman, that they were kidnapped by by uh, me, by the Romans, uh, and then they were were uh, sold into slavery to different masters. And the Duma said, "Hey, I've got a young man, I've got a young woman. Let's let's put them together, and they'll make they'll make us babies. We'll sell the babies on the market." Right, right. Okay. For, keep them for breeding. So and she said to him, "Please, this was they were engaged. Not engaged like they engaged. I mean, kedushin. They, they had done kedushin, but no nisun yet." She said to him, "I don't have a ksuva from you." So, so they laid in the same bed for all that time, never touching one another until finally. Whatever happened, uh, they, they passed away. It was not an easy time to be a slave under the time. But the point is, so they said that uh, seemingly exceeding Yosef at Sadek with Asia's Potiphar. Right? The point is, that was, they were the trailblazers. But we've been building on them for a long time. So it's not a kasha. You find the Nachumish Gamzu, who this was his entire life's avoda. Um, maybe, perhaps, uh, reached certain levels that the Abbas didn't. So, about him, there's unique, it was said about Hillel, he said about Nahum Ishgamzu, it was not said about Shammai. It was not said about, you know, uh, the point is, different, this is a very, very high level to be able to do this. Not to say we shouldn't strive for some of it, like Yosef was pointing out. We're not looking to do you know, black and white, but on the other hand, it's important not to deceive oneself either, to be honest with yourself. So there's no lack in Hashem. Hashem certainly can make all bad decrees turn to good. The And certainly, to the extent that we can be mechazik in the bitachon, it's, it's, it's a huge thing to do. But um, to put oneself into dangerous, precarious situations because you'll be talking that it's going to turn out well, if you really don't have that bitachon, because you're not botechon, I shall bukholi becha, then that's setting one up for a massive fall. A person should be careful from that.
What? Who? Then, then, uh, then, okay, if it's a moon, if what they're talking about is a moon, then there's no expectation it'll turn out well. Fine, then. Yeah, I'm, I'm open to doing in the Siva Moon. It's very, very uh, <laughs> wonderful. But I, I think we saw that the the thing that is called Bitochen is to um, reach towards such a high place where Hashem makes everything good. That's that's what Bitochen is. So, how would recommend we try to identify times in our lives where we can try and take an extra step toward having greater health. So, yeah, I think working with the with the bungee jumping analogy, right? So again, you know, bungee jumping is because we believe in in rubber and like you, know, you can like feel it, <laughs> so we feel more secure. Um, but but if we start telling ourselves, I, I have a little, I have a small um, spiritual bungee jump behind my back, right? And small situations where, you know, it could work out. It's not like, uh, it's not the loba shamayim he, that this good, that this should work out well, right? And as I say, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a certain level of shadows. I'm not going to do more than I'm not going to do the standard, you know, overkill to make sure that. Okay, I'm going to do enough to where it could happen this way, and then I'm not going to do more. I'm going to be shtok dom el Hashem. Be quiet as a rock to Hashem. Right? You do your you do you do your shadows like we like like the morale opened and the siv with right. Right. Trust to Hashem with all of your heart and do not rely on your intellect, which means you act with your intellect. But then that's not where you put your reliance. You put your reliance in Hashem. So, Rav, uh, Rav Rosenberg there who opened Machon Shlomo, started Machon Shlomo, he used to advise guys in business, every once in a while, to, to do a little bit less ishtadlis than they would otherwise. In a particular bu- you know, deal, a particular project, whatever it is, you do a reasonable amount where it's not like, um, what are you doing type of thing, right? You do a little bit less than that, leaving room to say, and I've done enough, it's this makes sense that we should work and and now I'm gonna butachel Hashem valbinaska al and little by little you work on the bungee and you, and you develop the bungee and you know as you get comfortable more and more you know, first you start jumping you know like five feet right so even if you fall nothing bad gonna happen right and then you know, six feet seven you know, if you build it up that way then there's not going to be this concern of these people who want to go bungee jumping with this invisible bungee and maybe they know how to hook up the bungee maybe they don't yeah. uh, your behavior when if you let's say 
take on things or do more things or you know like oh that, that was the other thing that was yeah, so yeah, the more you make yourself into an Eved Hashem the more is, but is the the intention behind that behavior can either, might not necessarily come from Mitochan but might come from Pachat right so does that good that's a very good point so you know you can't trick Hashem right you, you're gonna say like oh yeah look I'm learning three hours a day and then like you're know, checking your phone to like see if you get a, the email you know with like the good news that Hashem is taking care of it right like <laughs> so then you're right I mean it has to be has to be real it has to be a real bit of so, and if you do, do t- if you do take on those things with the intention of okay, so then, the, so then I would apply to it. The Gemara says someone who gives a uh, a golden coin to tzedakah right, and says, "I'm giving this almanashe um, bani right, that my son should get better." So he's a tzaddik gamor. Why? Because the the truth is that he wanted to give it anyway, right? He wants, uh, you know, he needs a little bit of help. The, the, you know, the, so this is a situation where, you know, that this way the Yitzhahara will, let, you know, let, let him let him give it. Um, and uh, he's gonna get payros and olamazet. It's fine. It's still a mitzvah. It's mitzvahs, uh, especially certain mitzvahs specifically, but but mitzvahs can certainly bear fruit in olamazet. Is it a higher madriga to do them without looking for any pairs and all of that? Yes, it's a higher madriga. But is it Likuba? No, it's not Likuba. It's a mitzvah still. And you can do them essentially, though, like as your form of Ishtadlis, right? Meaning, that, that yeah. is that sure, discuss, absolutely. Again, we've been discussing Bitach. There are other ways to overcome Mazel or whatever else, like we've spoken about. The Mazel uh, can be overcome. Um, you know, Torah, mitzvahs, those are all sources. Those are different channels. We've been focusing on bitachon. Okay, fine, very good. So I hope it was uh, useful, and, and it will be useful, hopefully.